Leaving a Legacy is brought to you by hipstersofthecoast.com and can be found on the Top Deck app every Friday. You can support the show directly at patreon.com slash leavingalegacy. Magic is power. Welcome to another episode of Leaving a Legacy. My name is Patrick. I'm your legacy newbie. With me this week, as always, Mr. Jerry Me. What's up, Jerry? Not much, Pat. Not much. This this show is going to be a bit of a mellow vibe, I think, this week. Jerry's not feeling very well. <laughs> I no, it's the opposite. I'm ornery. I'm ornery. Pat. You're ornery. <laughs> <laughs> the alligators. Abdullah Amblongata is acting up. The Abdullah Amblongata. Yeah. <laughs> I have. Jerry's got I, all those teeth and no toothbrush. <laughs> Exactly. That's how I feel. I feel like an alligator with no toothbrush. (laughs) (laughs) Now, what I have, I have my first ear infection since like the age of seven. (laughs) And you know what? These things suck. This is why we we stop. There's a reason why kids cry when they get them, man. They're they're terrible. Yeah. Yeah. So I I will not uh, be, you know, making fun of any grade school kids crying over ear infections anymore. Because, yeah, uh, they they make fun of them crying for other reasons, but not ear infections. Of course. Of course. (laughs) (laughs) Suck at kids. Uh, but yeah, uh, so I, I'm going to apologize in advance if this episode's extra ornery. It's the, uh, it's the constant feeling of Mike Tyson punching me in the side of the head that, uh, that is doing it. <laughs> you know, what has me feeling super ornery this week is that I didn't get to go out and play legacy last week. And I'm so like last week, my wife was off of work. So we took a lot of day trips with the kids and whatever. Mm-hmm. And so the days that I had like the Wednesday and Friday, where I normally would go to legacy, one day I was like at the beach late and the other day I was so tired from being at the beach all day. I'm like, I can't go. It's it's too hot. I just want to take a cold shower and lay in my AC. So see, this is the this is the magic of magic online, Pat. I know you don't like it, but it's, I, it's I like where I get my magic. Soon. I would rather not play than play magic online, though. I can I because yeah. I, I can attest to that because it was like a solid like like a year stretch, year and a half where I had all of my deck online and never played a single league with it. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I like it because I just like playing, you know, pantsless at 4 a.m. I get it, man. I get it. <laughs> if you're if you're crafty enough, you can play pantsless at your LGS. You just have to be wily. That's all. It's true. I mean, I'm trying to bring the kilt back after all. That's fair. I mean, it is short season. I will say, like, I'm pretty stoked that this week the heat like broke because we were in a crazy heat wave last week. And even yesterday was like very, very muggy. So today was the first day where like it dropped <laughs> below like 80 degrees at night. And yeah, like the, the, well, the humidity kind of broke, which is really nice. We we did postpone recording this week because your AC broke and you're like, well, I'm- so yeah, I moved my AC. <laughs> so it was so hot last week that on Monday I moved my AC from my upstairs office to my bedroom, which is on the first floor. And um, I'm not going to move it back and forth. And uh, Monday was coming around. I'm like, Jerry, it's too muggy and hot. I'm not going upstairs and sweating to record. I was like, let's just do a Tuesday. It'll be cooler then. And sure enough, I got the window open. It's it's very bearable up here. I can I can handle it this way. So, um, but yeah, I'm I'm willing to go to lengths. You know, I'm willing to put my butthole in line with the listeners eating hot wings, but I will not sweat like like unnecessary like profusely 
while sitting here doing nothing other than talking. I don't mind sweating, but it has to be for a good reason. I want to propose. I think we should start doing uh, the episodes in a sauna. Like we just uh, we invite the, uh, the the guest in, and I, I think we start making it a YouTube uh, show as well. And it's just you know you you and me in a, a sauna, just wearing towels, and then like just slightly off off camera is like some old sixty year old Russian dude pouring <laughs> water on the hot rocks. I could I, so I would be down for that only if like the post show like if scoops and poops was was like done in like an ice bath like we have to do the cold shock after the heat you know oh man that that's that's uh that's pretty intense i, yeah. mean, I think I, I think i can be down with that I think okay i, I like that. that yeah see i can i would be in for that for sure because i'm not a fan of the heat but if a, if the icy cold is waiting for me then i can get through it all right i think i think i think uh you know releasing the toxins you know sweating out all those toxins will uh you know give a give a nice flavor to the show <laughs> uh speaking of flavor what'd you do this week for uh for legacy uh i just played some magic online leagues i didn't get a chance to get to any paper events but mm-hmm. just uh i've just been jamming sneak and show on magic online still nice just, how's uh, that been going for you Oh, it's good. Getting the reps in. It's yep. it's feeling a little bit better. It's it's still in a weird place in the meta. It's not quite great, but I've been noticing just fewer and fewer blue red Delver decks, which is you know always good news. And I don't know if it's because I'm only doing like the five the five man le- or the the five round leagues. Yep. Like I don't ever have time to do like the Saturday challenge. Yeah, I, that's I mean that's a commitment, right? Yeah. So. Like I know that's way more competitive, so there's probably way more blue red Delver decks in uh, mm-hmm. in those tournaments. But at least for the five man queues, it feels like the uh, the gentleman's agreement <laughs> reigns supreme, <laughs> where uh, people are mostly playing like fun decks and interesting decks. Nice. Well, I think uh, speaking of uh, big events, Time Vault has an open coming up. I want to say the first Saturday in August. If I'm not mistaken, I think it's the third. So I should be going to that. That'll be my next big legacy event, but. Like, I know this week is out for me weekly because my wife's pulling some OT on Wednesday and Friday night, of course. So I won't be mm-hmm. around for those nights, but I'm hoping I get to in some paper next week and then I'll be ready for the uh, for the open. So Ooh, just, awesome. I just got to get the reps in, Jerry. That's all. Got to yeah. get, get in the reps in. Hell yeah. Well, actually, speaking of uh, paper uh, events, I got an update from our friend uh, Michael uh, Van Horsenbeek, who wrote us about uh, a little while ago about... Uh, starting up a, a local legacy tournament mm-hmm. and yep. uh, he just uh, wrote in to let us know that their uh, their legacy bi-weekly events are, are chugging along they're they're getting you know 22 players at their most recent event that's and, awesome uh, where where is it at located at uh demon spell is the name of the store i believe though that sounds awesome uh he linked it but it's a dead link so oh i don't know broken url Broken um, URL, but yeah, the, this name of the store is oh, demo spell, not demon oh, spell. Oh, <laughs> my uh, my brain just auto auto filled, you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, he's just says event, uh, also opened the door to now four round event instead of the regular three rounds. Nice, um, and we keep it consistent, uh, da da da. Uh, other formats other than popper i'm I'm really appreciating all this popper love i'm seeing a lot of popper love on the facebook page and also uh from you know other community members so it's good to see popper yep. getting love but basically saying you know uh, the other formats have been pushed to the side besides uh legacy and popper so dude popper not- like when i played popper it's always been fun i, I actually kind of, i keep saying it but i kind of want to get back into popper but uh because when i when i played it i, I enjoyed it quite a bit yeah, I I do too. It's uh, it it feels like mini legacy is how yeah, a lot legacy of light is like a, is what I like to call it. You know, 
Yep. Uh, oh, I found here uh, it's demo spell and it's in Leuven, Belgium. Oh, okay. So I can't go there, unfortunately. Not yeah, right now. Unfortunately, not able to go there, but maybe yeah. one day we can take a summer vacation. But nice. uh, <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Uh, you know, always good to see new communities of uh, legacy kind of pop up around the around the world. Totally. Yeah. So congrats to uh, Michael for getting that off the ground and just showing yeah. that if you put in the work and dedication, you can have, build a pretty damn good uh, legacy community. Yeah, totally. That's awesome. Hell yeah. Um. Other news, Pat. I we, think we've we've beat around the bush long enough. Yeah, I'm glad, I'm glad, glad we had that. It, right? We we're leading in with that heartwarming story so that it gives us some uh, social cred to you know allow us to to bitch a little on this next uh, this next story. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so, like, I think we kind of have different takes overall on it. Like, well, like, yeah, adjacent takes because this. So we're talking about stickers, right? Stickers coming into Infinity. <laughs> so Mark Ro- Rosewater is just like. <laughs> You know, like it took him like 10 years to get the second like unset. I mean, actually, it was probably longer than that because the first unset came out when I was still like playing magic originally, like I was in high school. And the second unset came out like way after that. And now this I, is, the, I, I guess, this is the third one, right? Yeah, I feel the first unset came out when I was in middle school. And then yeah. the second unset came out while I was in college. And now we're on unset number four. Um, so they are speeding up the release of it a little bit. And I just want yep. to put out there. I typically really like the unsets. I, you know, they're not a great value investment, uh, but they are a lot of fun. And I do think like, uh, if you're just going to grab, uh, some random people who have never played magic, uh, or something like that, and just wanted to have them do a draft an unset is probably a pretty good way to introduce them in a lighthearted way. Oh, like sh- I, I feel un unbooster boxes are probably one of the better like bachelor party uh, draft box to Dude, bring. This is this is the fifth unset. Oh, this is the fifth unset. So, so it was unglued in ninety eight, which I remember because I bought. I used to buy packs of that. There mm-hmm. was unhinged in two thousand four, uh, which I was I was done playing Magic by then. Uh, uh, okay. Unstable actually- came out in twenty seventeen, which seems like a long time ago. Yeah. Um, unsanctioned was in twenty twenty, which I don't remember at all. But that's probably because it was COVID so- year. Yeah, I remember Unsanctioned just got absolutely fucked because it came out at the height of COVID restrictions, and it's li- it's that set that's literally about bringing people together to draft. Yeah, because if you're not drafting with the unsets, you're not really doing anything with them because they're typically, which we'll get to, but typically in the past, it was not legal in any format. Yeah. So it could only be done, used in like if you you convinced your friends to build a casual undeck un uh, or if you got some friends together and decided to draft. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, um, that that set got absolutely screwed being released at the height of covid restrictions and uh, yeah. just not being able to get together with people to draft it. Yeah, so I, I again, I haven't messed with any of these sets other than unglued, and that's only because. I didn't really know what it was when I first bought it, and I did. I definitely didn't draft it. I just opened the packs. This was well before I knew what drafting was. Um, yep. So the newest unset, um, Infinity, has this sticker mechanic where basically there are ten sets of stickers um, that you that you put in your deck box. Uh, you acquire stickers uh, via playing cards in your deck. 
Um, I haven't seen that, any of the that, Wait, hold on. You get the stickers by playing cards in your deck that then give you tickets. Tickets which to you buy the stickers with. Oh, I'm sorry, tickets. Correct. When I read that rules broke, breakdown, uh, just the stand-up bit by, uh, what is it, Ron, Ron Perlman or, or uh, Ron White uh, about like coupons and having oh, like, yeah. going, going to the state <laughs> fair and like going to the beer stand. It's like, can I have a beer? It's like, oh, sorry, you can't buy a beer with money. You need to buy a beer with coupons. Right, right. <laughs> He's like, okay, well, where do I buy coupons? It's like, you got to go over to this other stall where you pay real money for coupons yep. and then they give you a real coupons and then you come over here and it's just like that that was just running through my head as uh, yes. I was reading so, the, the mechanics of this so yeah so you, you have like these 10 random like these 10 different sticker cards essentially um you are, if you if you're playing sticker cards in your deck you select three of them at random at the beginning of the game and those are the ones those are the stickers you have to choose from some of them are just adding names to the card um which is it has interesting ramifications when it comes to things like pithing needle. Um, some of them give you like different triggers, like different abilities. Yeah. You like can change seen... the power and toughness of a card, yada, yada, yada. Basically you, you, you play cards in your deck that allow you to get tickets. And then these tickets are used to purchase stickers and the stickers are stuck onto the cards. It's, it's all right. Listen, for an onset, it's, sure. That's that's it's, pretty cool. It's a I bit guess. extra. It's yeah. a bit extra. <laughs> it, it is. It is. But like you know, at, it's, at, it, at its core, it's not a big deal. Yeah, I, no. I agree. It's 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 just a way of. You know what it reminds me of is it's that it reminds me of them trying to bring like Hearthstone mechanics to paper, because in games like Hearthstone and other online card games because they're purely digital, they can add these random effects to cards where mm -hmm. every time you play the card, it does something different. Sure. And you can't really do that with paper cards because, you know, obviously they're printed paper. But I feel like this sticker mechanic is them trying to emulate digital card game mechanics in a paper form. So I, I get what they were going for mm -hmm. and I get the design idea of what they have. It's just the the end result is just a bit ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. So like, I, 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 again, I don't think that any of this is going to end up being even remotely influential in legacy. Um, and I think yeah, like, we, that's from, not the argument that people are making that that the the negative side of this is making. Right. I, I think yeah, it's just like. I, uh, so it, Mark Rosewater even came out uh, today. He, he tweeted out that they purposely designed all the sticker cards to not be playable in legacy. But, sure. But then that just brings up the point of why make them like legal and legacy? <laughs> like right. why that's, why that's do you gotta rope us in like, <laughs> I feel like it's it's funny you bring that up because I do think that like you know, let's be honest, like commander is what butters the bread of, of Watsi. So like everything yes. they make is gonna be commander legal, which is fine. Like that's fine. That's your format that you wanna, you know, put all your eggs in that basket. That's where you make your money. I get it. Um, I do think that like the you know the vintage and legacy scene being like the collateral i don't want to say collateral damage because I, I don't think in any way the stickers are going to be well damaging it, to the format it, it just um, all comes back to the fact that for some reason wizards have has lumped legacy and vintage and commander under this eternal bracket and right. so anytime they do something to commander they do it for eternal and legacy and vintage just unfortunately have the side effect of being lumped in with it. So it's, it's, yeah. it's, it's splash damage. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And, and so like, you know, I don't think really many commander products have necessarily just like disrupted the format that much. It seems like yeah. it's been mostly the master sets that have done that, um, you know, well, the modern master sets and, and things like that. So it's cause it happened early. You know, with right. uh, with true name nemesis and mm -hmm. one of the early commander sets, yeah. just yeah, 
causing huge issues and legacy with availability and things like that. Wizards kind of learned their lesson of not printing two overpowered cards in commander decks. Like we still get legacy playable cards in commander decks, you know, fairly regularly. Mm-hmm. It's just there they we haven't seen any format warping staples like to the level true name nemesis was right. when it came out. Right. Right. Yeah. So it's been it's again, it's I know like you know we we hit, like on the Facebook page, we like to be a little bit uh, hyperbolic and people like to harp on us for that, but whatever. Guys, it's, it's social shit. media. It's, funny. it's social media. If, if the world's not burning down, why are you even bothering <laughs> Exactly, <to post>? exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't think that by any stretch these are, like, because I'm looking at like one of the cards. So like, let's for instance, here's a here's a card that allows you to get tickets, right? It's a, it's a, it's called Carnival, Carnival Carnivore. It's five and a black for an alien crab horror. I'm reading this right out of Joe Dyer's article, by the way, uh, this week in Legacy. Um, it's got, it's a four, six. It's got death touch. When it enters the battlefield, you get a ticket. Then you may put a sticker on a non-land permanent you own. So it just gives you one ticket. Um, when one ticket is enough to give a creature, I guess you can change the creature's name or give it a hat. Or a stuffy doll or a squirrel <laughs> sticker. So like it's silly. It's silly, right? And like like the the enabler cards that give you stickers seem unplayable. And the stickers, like the so the effects of the stickers are probably like null and void. Like, you know, what's the point of even having them? So it's it's a cute mechanic. And like I just like as a legacy player, the less things I have to like think about and process, the more I, I appreciate the format. Meaning, like, I don't want to have to consider every single thing that Watts releases. That's one of the reasons why I like Legacy. I don't have to keep up. You know, do you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, it's, with the it's... insane speed that which they they put out cards, which is like that's their that's their thing. You know, that's what they do. That's how they make money. So that's fine. Um, but I like my I like the format because I I usually have to pay attention to a lot less cards. You know, that's all. Yeah, and I think that's where the disconnects coming because this this whole issue has really split the community. It feels like there's the camp of saying there's a, a pretty large portion, but that could just be the social media magnification effect, right? Of people saying like, "This is stupid. Why are you doing this, Wizards?" Blah blah. blah. And I I'm I'm fully in that camp. I I recognize. <laughs> yeah. And then there's the other side, which is saying, you know, guys, it's not a big deal. These aren't playable. You know, it's fine. You right. guys are freaking out over nothing. And I think the disconnect is is that you know it's it's kind of is boiling the frog a bit. <laughs> you know, sure. The, yeah. Like what Wizards has consistently come out with like just terrible idea after terrible idea. And I know there's the argument that it's like, you guys are just complaining about something that that's, you know, well, what if situation that, you know, what if they print something uh, format warping uh, that uses this? Yeah. And I just feel that uh, we got pretty close with things like the companions, like Luris was format warping. You know, I know Luris was a pretty, uh, you know, standard card in compared to something like stickers mm-hmm. but it was still that in that vein of like wizards recent design philosophy well, companions in general all had to get nerfed as a whole right like they had yeah. to add three you know so three generic casting costs to their to their ability to be cast from exile or whatever it was so like yeah like it, it i don't put a lot of stock in wizards ability to know what will and will not break the legacy format and what is and is not powerful because if anything's been proven, they've shown time and time again they 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 can't tell at a glimpse at a glimpse what is and isn't good in the format, right? Like yeah. we can name any number of cards in the last three years that have been printed that were too good for legacy that have been banned. So yeah. let's not pretend that like they uh, that they actually understand the format the way they say they do. Um, that being said, they are clearly ready to print, you know, powerful cards, and you know just 
it, it deal, just, with it, deal with the effects afterwards, you know? It just feels like Legacy has turned into Wizards dumping grounds and we're just continually having to wade through shit in order to enjoy our favorite format is, yeah. is what it feels like. So, you know, it's not about like things being game breaking or anything like that. It's just more about it simply boils down to just Wizards continued lack of respect for Legacy players. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, I'm I'm just a bit bitter. It just it's just one more thing that pushes me further away from the game where I'm like, yeah, you know, do I maybe I should be spending my time elsewhere. Maybe I should be spending my money elsewhere. You know, if if Wizards doesn't care about me as a player, um, why do I continue to care about this game and this company? Right. Yeah. Unfortunately, like I hate to have that attitude because I do love the game a lot and I do like when I get a chance to play it, I really enjoy it. And I love the community and all that stuff. Um, so I, I try to be on the more positive side of things, just try to be less sky is falling, but I get, I totally get where you're coming from. Like it, you know, there's nothing really for us. We're just, you know, like they don't make anything for legacy, but it just feels like when the... some, it feels like when something good happens to legacy, it's, it's like luck of the draw basically. It's yeah. Like, or, oh. or they, or they ban a car or they ban a car that, you know, or yeah, they, playing, they, they, they fix know. something that they broke intentionally Ex- a few months yeah, before. Exactly. <laughs> so yeah, it's, it's just not a great feeling all around. You know, I, I don't right. think this is going to break the format. I don't think this is going to ruin anything. It's just, it's just more evidence being thrown onto the heap and it's just, yep. it's just getting discouraging. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm, I just, you know, just, I don't know, man, like, yeah, whatever, maybe, maybe make legacy and vintage, like a distinct, that's why uh, don't yeah. put it under the basket of, of of commander you know yeah i don't know why like i was reading on reddit it's something about like because edh isn't actually controlled by wizards it's it's its own separate independent rules committee that wizards just can't make an edh uh its own format because then wizards would be i don't know if any of that's true or bullshit yeah but for whatever reason wizards refuses to separate legacy and vintage from commander despite the two the the formats having vast different um you know target goals i would say right so yeah I, I really wish wizards would do that you know that way all the like stupid warhammer and walking dead and all, <laughs> all that bullshit like sure you guys can play that in edh you know yeah. awesome good for you but keep that out of keep that out of legacy and vintage and i know this sounds like super gatekeepery and there are people who are like oh just let it all in just like you, there are places where you can do that in, in magic. Like not every single place in magic has to have these things. It's, it's okay to have a more serious format um, that is, you know, more focused on what drew us to the game initially, you know, yeah. the reason why we started playing magic. Yep. Yep. So, you know, yeah. Say love you. What can you do? Right. <laughs> yep. um, all right. Let's move on. I'm, I've had enough of uh, dragging our, our feet through the mud on this one. <laughs> <laughs> so what do we got next going on i mean what are you looking forward to in the next few weeks are you, you thinking we going down to eld's uh open yeah is it uh sorry i missed what you said was it a team open or is no it no a... it's just a legacy open i believe it's august 3rd oh august 3rd yeah i think mm-hmm. we'll go down to that yeah that'd be pretty dope. Um, let's leave it up I, mean, I wonder if i should play a fun deck or if i should bring back sneak and show i mean i mean what's i mean isn't that aren't they one of the same 
<laughs> they are one of the same, but all I'm saying, Pat, is I've been seeing a lot of posts on Reddit lately about uh, different uh, Phyrexian Dreadnought builds. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, th- I think uh, our friend Connor Folsey posted something a couple weeks ago, and I, I don't know if that sparked some imagination, but uh, I've been seeing a bunch of posts u- using uh, different Phyrexian Dreadnought. Uh, Phil Phil Gallagher also made a, a Dreadnought list uh, that that looked pretty fun. So I might be I might be digging out my one mana 12-12s for that okay. for tournament, yeah. Pat. Nice, I like that. Yeah, I'll be uh, playing Delver. <laughs> like there's no, there's no uh, you know, you can when, play, when you, it's good, when it's bad, you know, indifferent. That's what I'm on. So people know you, you can play my sneak and show list if you want. Oh, do I have the brain space to be that deck? I don't know. <laughs> you must be one with the show and tell, Pat. That's true. I'll have to, I'll have to sleeve it up in Haru's sleeves so I can throw people off. Oh boy, by yeah. scalding tarn volcanic, they'll have no idea. <laughs> Have you been playing uh, any copies of Expressive Iteration in your 75? No, I keep meaning to. And I just like every time I add it to the deck, I look at it and I'm just like, ah, no, I, sh- I should get around to doing it, though. What, uh, I, what would get cut for it? Uh, probably like the preordains is what would get. Yeah. Cut. OK. And that's why I'm always resistant to do it, because preordains a pretty good card and only one mana and just yep. the blue red can get pretty awkward at times with uh sneak and show you know sneak right. and show is typically a a deck where you're wanting to play an ancient tomb on turn two um and it just it can be kind of awkward with expressive iteration um yeah. if you're like second land is ancient tomb. And so the, re- the um, let me explain that ability is that you know you open up your seven and your seven is, uh, you know, Volcanic Island, Ancient Tomb, Expressive Iteration, uh, Show and Tell, Force of Will, Fluster Storm, something mm-hmm. like that. And it's like, well, do you keep this hand because your only cantrip effect is this Expressive Iteration, which you can't cast? Yep. And so you have, you know, Volcanic, Ancient Tomb, Show and Tell, but you don't have any way to filter to a creature. Right. And sneak and show is definitely a deck where you need that filter effect. Mm-hmm. Um, like that's what I actually see a lot of times when I see people play sneak and show uh, who are new to the deck is they rely too much on their top deck. Like they open up their hand and it's like lands show and tell counter magic. And they're mm-hmm. like, hell yeah, this is a great hand. All I need to do is top deck a creature and I win. And then they realize that, you know, your chances of top decking a creature aren't actually as good as you think they are. I think they're around something like 13%. Yep. Yep. Um, and if you just don't have cantrips to dig for it, there's a really strong chance that you're not going to find it because also keep in mind, you don't need to find one creature in order to win. Um, you typically need to find two creatures. Right. And that's that's why Grizzlebrand's so good is once you find Grizzlebrand, you find the Emrakul. But sometimes you draw the Emrakul first and then you also need to find a second creature in order to finish them off. Yep. Um, so without without cantrips, uh, it's it's a much worse deck. An expressive iteration just doesn't lend itself to those openers where it's like you, you, if that was, you know, uh, ancient tomb, volcanic island show and tell preordain, well, bam, that's an, that's an instant snap keep, right? Because you can lead off on the preordain. So this is just a long winded way of saying that expressive iteration, it fits kind of awkwardly into the, the, the next mana base. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. That makes sense to me. Yeah, but I mean, it's definitely a powerful card and it works wonders for uh, the decks it's in. So I, maybe I should just, you know, get off my high horse and try it out sometime. <laughs> <laughs> the two mana has got to be a little tough, though. You know, 
Yeah, it is. And then it's like things like, well, do I want to pop a lotus petal to to cast it? Because right. sometimes, you know, you're you're banking on the lotus petal as your, you know, you go like ancient tomb volcanic island lotus petal for uh for something like saving for a sneak attack. Yeah. Because while sneak and show does pretty good on mana compared to most decks as far as like the number of mana it can generate. Um, it, uh, it sometimes will stall out when you're trying to find your fifth mana. Like right. if I want to, if I want to go cast a uh, sneak attack and activate it in the same turn in order to like get around, play around something, it, uh, it, uh, it, it's kind of difficult to get to that, that fifth mana sometimes. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, um, I've just been playing my traditional lists, uh, so far and it's been doing good. Um, you know, I've been getting, uh, three twos and four ones with it. Mm-hmm. It it always feels like I cannot get a five zero with sneak and show to save my <laughs> life because, like without fail, every single league there's at least one game statistically where the deck's just gonna crap out on you, right? And it's just it's just not going to find what it needs. And so like, you just need to get the reps, and that's all. You gotta beat the, <laughs> gotta beat the RNG. Yeah, like that's that's what it is. Like it's uh the longer a tournament goes, the less favorable sneak sneak and show is because statistically you're just going to eventually hit that that one match where the deck just falls apart and doesn't right. do anything. Right. So you want you want those tournaments to be as short as possible when you're sleeping up sneak and show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, truth. I like it. Uh, but yeah, that's that's kind of my story as far as my uh what I've been doing lately with in legacy. I'm I'm still gonna stick with it, but I don't know. I, I've been playing a lot of sneaky show lately, so maybe I will sleeve up uh some uh some dreadnought for the uh tournament uh next week. That would be cool, that'd be very cool. Yeah, I uh I actually just got my Japanese copies of Meltdown in, so I'm pretty stoked about that. I can update my sideboard and uh I got like I said, I got some tweaks to make, but I'm I'm not gonna make them until the day I play, you know, because that's just how magic players are so. But um, yeah, I got a couple of things I want to change about the deck. Like I said, it's it's the list I, w- I bet on was the one that w- that won the uh, last LAL. So it's very much like tuned to beat blue decks. But unfortunately, at ELD, it's just a funky meta there. I didn't play. I haven't played many blue decks there. So um, got to tweak it a little bit. But I still like where the deck's at for sure. Yeah, for sure. Oh. Uh, but yeah, that pretty much does it for me. Yeah, I don't have much else going on this week. Um, Let's uh, get into scoops and poops scoops jerry who do you want to scoop in the top eight this week uh i'm gonna scoop in uh uh ear medication you know yeah. i uh i got this ear infection went to the doctors on friday and they gave me a prescription and i'm like huh 80 for medicine whoa uh, what? Wait, wait wait oh yeah what yeah oh no, i didn't tell you that thing yeah my no my... you told me that it, you didn't you weren't gonna pick it up but i didn't realize it was because of the cost <laughs> oh yeah i'm just being lazy no like, <laughs> yeah, you can't DoorDash for your medicine, Jerry. Like, no, not that at all. The fact that the CVS wants to charge me, you know, eighty goddamn 80. dollars from eardrops. Hold on, it's just an antibiotic, right? Yeah, Jerry, what kind of podunk like health insurance do you have? <laughs> I know. Apparently, my health insurance absolutely sucks. But you know, welcome to America. And uh, but yeah, like uh, my girlfriend works in medicine, so she knows all the tricks. She was like, "Oh, is there any like off-brand equivalents? Can you do this coupon? Mm-hmm. Blah blah blah." She knows all like those those tricks. Yeah. For uh, for and they're like and they're just like, no, it's this eighty dollars, please. Wow. <laughs> like, all right. So yeah, so I put off getting the medicine because I'm like, ah, maybe I'll just feel better on its own. And, and how that work out for you? Four days later, I wake up feeling like Mike Tyson was just going like 10 rounds with the side of my head, just yeah. like pounding it. It's like and it only it, gets worse, it feels like. Oh, yeah. Just like it's it's radiated to my jaw and it just like it literally feels like someone punched me in the side of the head. Dude, I remember when I was in college, it was like finals week and um, I got an ear infection 
And like, I couldn't, I couldn't go to the doctors because I was in Framingham. I didn't have a way to get home. And I didn't have like, I wasn't smart enough to like, go to like a, like a minute clinic. I don't even, I don't even know if minute clinics were a thing at the time, but I'm just like, I'm just going to get some like homeopathic eardrops from CVS and tough it out. And I remember being doubled. I mean, I got through it, but I, I remember at one point I was doubled over in pain in my dorm because like, I couldn't stand how much it hurt. And like, it was miserable, dude. I gave like my one presentation in my class, like with a wad of fucking cotton swabs in my ear, a cotton ball in my ear. It was, it was miserable, dude. Oh <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, I mean, it's a, what a shame that antibiotics cost you $80, but I'm glad you got it. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I, I bought it. I can afford it thankfully, but yep. yeah, I guess this is my, I'm, I'm also going to be pooping on the, uh, the American healthcare system. Yeah. <laughs> about that. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, yeah. Uh, scoop in to antibiotics, pooping on American healthcare. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this week I'm scooping in uh free play. It's a, it's a bar, it's a barcade in Providence, Rhode Island. So my, my birthday was actually on Friday. I turned 37. So my wife, uh, very kindly got my siblings together and their spouses and SOs. And we went down to uh, went down to this place called Chomp Rhode Island. It's in it's in Providence, just outside of Providence. It's like a typical like American fair. You know, uh, it was actually really good, though. It was like kind of kind of like uh, like a, it, it's like a small menu joint where like the, the menu is pretty small, but the food is pretty, pretty excellent. So we went there and then we went to uh, free play after that, which is like 10 bucks. All you can play for the rest, you know, 10 bucks to get in. And then all the video games are free. So like they had a ton of like classic games there, you know, I mean, everything they had dig dug and fucking they had altered. Oh, beast. I love, I love D- dig dug. I used yeah. To dig altered dog. beast, which is like a old Sega game. I used to play. They had NFL blitz, which I was one of my favorite games when I was a kid. And where's this place? It's in Providence. Oh, I know. In Oh, in Providence. Yes. Yes. I think I, I know it's that where, where the old Coliseum used to be. Yeah. Um, they have like a dance club up up uh, on the second floor, but the first floor is all all games. Uh, so it, w- it was very fun. I, I had a really good time. Um, it's super cool to play like uh, shooting shooter games when like, you know, at, like you hit a certain amount of damage and the game's over. You can just keep hitting like continue button. It doesn't ever cost you another penny. So you can actually just like finish these shooter games that you could never finish as a kid which is pretty sweet. Um, <laughs> oh, like, like a uh, time crisis. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Time crisis. The only thing that was a bummer was there was like a star Wars, like uh empire strikes back game that looked like it had like a, like joysticks. Like it was meant to fly. Like you were flying like an X-wing or whatever. Oh, I know that working. Game. It wasn't oh. it was the only game I found in there. That oh wasn't man, I was a dude, I've sunk, I sunk so much money into that as a kid that. Oh that really? Awesome. Oh yeah. Because it wasn't just empire strikes back. If it's the game I'm thinking of, it's um, it, it has a joystick and there's three levels. There's the Death Star Trench Run from uh, A New Hope. There's the Battle of Hoth from Empire Strikes Back. And mm-hmm. then there's the speeder bike chase. Oh, from I think that Jedi. sounds right. Because I looked, I very quickly looked at the instructions. And uh, yeah, that sounds that sounds about right. Yeah. And it, it basically it's it's a rail shooter where you're just on rails flying through those battles and you just go around and you, you point, you use the joystick to move your guns around the screen, blowing up tie fighters. And it's just, it's just a really well done graphic graphical game. That's a lot of fun. And then there's also, Oh, there was also mini games where uh, if you got enough points in the first level, you got to have a lightsaber fight with uh, Darth Vader. And then if you got enough points in the second level, you got to uh, play against uh, uh, Boba Fett at the Sarlacc pit. What? Yeah, it was, that game was, sick god damn it 
when I that get sounds when, awesome. When I get my when I win the uh, the Mega Millions, Pat, the uh, the eight, the almost one billion dollar Mega Millions lottery, uh, <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to buy that game and put it in my basement so I can that, play it whenever. <laughs> yeah, I might come live in your basement because that sounds like I mean, that sounds like everything I ever wanted as a kid. I've never played that. I never had never played like I wasn't like an arcade kid as a, you know, as a child, like it just wasn't something we had. So, uh, yeah, this is this is definitely it. I'm looking at it right now. Um, fuck. What's it called? It's so it, I'm looking at so arcade one up looks like they made like a cabinet for it. it I, they called it the Star Wars home arcade. I, I don't think that's what was there, though, but it looks no, like similar that's to what was there. That's an older version of it. Um, yeah, this one came out like the 80s, I believe the one I looked at. Yeah, there was a God. What is it? It was I remember playing it at Disney World and my parents being so pissed because they dragged their kid to uh, Disney World. And all he wants mm-hmm. to do is stay in the arcade. Did you like he... sit down in this thing? <laughs> yeah. So I remember seeing it at different arcades and there. Was OK, I see rooms. the cockpit style one. Yeah. Uh, ooh, I think is this it? Star Wars, uh, Star Wars Battle Pod. That's, oh yeah i see this yeah, yeah that looks this is yeah. awesome this is what is star wars battle pod and yeah it was seated or there was also a standing version and it can be yours pat for only ten thousand dollars for the cabinet it's very reasonable very reasonable but yeah that game <laughs> that game was sick oh another yeah. really good one was uh the star wars pod racing arcade game yeah i never where... played i played that on n64 i think very 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 short amount of time yeah the uh, one i'm looking at well, the one that was there was an atari based one so it's old it's like from 83 Oh, nice. Uh, yeah. Oh, so you were you were looking at the Star Wars, uh, the original one. Yeah. Yeah. Back in the day. Oh, but, wow. Um, that's like classic. It's like wireframe shooting. Like, <laughs> yeah. It, yeah. That's exactly what it is. Yeah. It, it looks it's, like, it looks like said, something out of war games. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, but it had a lot of they had a lot of cool stuff there. I mean, a lot of the games were older, like a lot of old, old games there. There wasn't anything that was probably less than 15 or 20 years old, maybe even maybe even more than that. But it was it was cool, man. It was a fun time um, and definitely like my style of party, which was pretty cool that my wife, my wife set that up. So big, big, big shout outs to her, you know, scoop her in top eight. Also, man, this is I got to take a page out of Wilson's book and uh, convince my girlfriend that we need an arcade cabinet in our there, living room. Oh, there was a bunch of pinball machines there. Speaking of Wilson, by the way, I, I know I sent him a picture because <laughs> like, as soon as I walked in, there was like arcade games to my left and right. I'm like, ah, oh, Wilson's got to see this. He will appreciate this. Uh, awesome. Uh, but yeah, right, uh, good times. So I, I, yeah. I like uh, the arcade bars. I'm, I am I saw something recently online. It was just like, it was basically the summed up was just, uh, you know, it, it's nice that the, the nerds won the culture war <laughs> because <laughs> there's now all this cool stuff out there. Yep. Yep. <laughs> it's so true. So true. Awesome. But all right, man. Should we get out of here? Yeah, um, I did put up a post on the Facebook page. We do, we are approaching episode number 400 in a few weeks, I think about a month away now. So if you are interested in kind of dropping your favorite guests uh, in that little poll that I have going on, please like, you know, go back, go as far back as you want, man, all the way back to episode. I think the first one you can find online still is episode five. But if you're an early adopter and you got the original emails sent to you f- from Adrian, the first like four episodes that never really made it out out um, and you have a favorite guest, Please, uh, please drop it in the uh, in the chat there in the uh, on the Facebook post. And yeah, we have a little, something special we kind of want to do for that episode, but it's it's in the works. So uh, keep an eye out for that. It'll be just a few short weeks away. Hell yeah! Episode four hundred, Jerry. Who would have thought? Big old four hundred. Yeah, last Amazing. one, last episode. Just a heads up. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs>
You know, Pat, you can only make that joke so many times. <laughs> <laughs> They'll, they're just going to keep waiting for 401. And it's going to be like, uh, remember when, like, you ever watch Futurama when Fry never comes back for his dog? That's what oh, we're doing to yeah. the listeners. Just the heartbreak. That's yeah. cruel. That's what we're doing to the listeners. We just never show up again. Man, that's that's savage. I don't know if I can do that, Pat. It's the Irish know. goodbye. You never say <laughs> goodbye. You just stop showing up. <laughs> just because, walk out and leave. That's because you passed out in the alleyway. Wait, well, uh, uh, easy, <laughs> easy. Listen, Ian's going to call us a couple of pat- plastic patties again if you don't knock it off. That's uh, true. That's true. Got yeah. to watch out. I uh, got to say uh, ten, ho- 10 Hail Marys, Jerry, to make up for that. Yes. Yes, father. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. All right. Well, thanks for hanging out, Jerry. It was good talking to you, man. And uh, if you want to support the show, go to the Patreon and uh, we'll catch you all next week. Bye. Awesome. I remember playing back in 94 when three men never got me a four four. I remember playing back in 94 before storm before the grizzled brands and neo I remember playing back in 95 Battling the ivory tower with my black vines I remember playing back in 95 When the only force of will was the one we had inside You say we've come so far I say where we going So many planes Walkers The stained glass ceilings broken Gold-plated diamond Hearts Still our wallets open Take me back to 94 I remember Playing in March of 96 Trading that moon and green ward for a chromium I remember playing in March of 96 When my local game store still sold packs of legends And they were only $10 a pack back then Which seemed like an awful lot to me at a time Because I was a kid and I didn't make any money So I had to beg my mom to buy me one And finally she did And I was really hoping that I would open an Elder Dragon Legend But instead I opened a Tempest of Freet But I learned to love that Tempest of Freet And I put that Tempest of Freet into every single deck that I made But I was too scared to use its ability Because I couldn't bear the thought of losing My Tempest of that's what it meant to play Magic back then. We had a real emotional connection to the cards. Not like these kids today with their fancy Twitter accounts and their sideboard guides and their arena tournaments. Back in my day when we would open a pack of cards, it was magical. We didn't know what we were going to get. Now it's all ones and zeros. I opened a $5 card. I'll trade you for your $7 card or you're going to have to give me two extra dollars of value. No! Back in my day when we traded for a card, it was because we liked it. I traded two dual lands for a minion of Leshurac. Have you seen the picture on that card? You say we've come so far, I still say where we go in. So many planes, walkers, the stained glass ceiling's broken. Gold-plated diamond cards, still our wallets open. Back.
1994. 